Good morning, everybody. Friday, the 10th of February. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast. Members only, hopefully. If you're not a member, why not? General advice only, usual rules. Don't confuse this with advice suited to your personal financial circumstances. An interesting day today. We're down 49 points. The RBA has rather killed the mood today with their statement on monetary policy, upgraded their inflation forecast, pressure still on interest rates, multiple or repeated that multiple interest rate increases will be necessary, increases, plural, got an S on the end, necessary to ensure that high inflation is only temporary. They do, however, suggest that inflation has peaked or is peaking and they expect it to fall from 6 to 4.3% by the end of the year. That, unfortunately, though, compares to their previous forecast of 3.8%. Headline inflation expected to drop to 4.8% from 7.8% and won't return to the middle of the band until 2025, mid-2025, so 2-3%. to So we've got a bit of a long haul to go. The global inflation picture is a bit better than it is here. It's peaked earlier. Everything's gone a bit softer. And we've obviously seen a solid rally in the US market, but the obvious message at the moment is that the market is peaking. Not enough to disturb investors, I wouldn't think. I haven't sold anything in the strategy portfolio, but all this is driven by the technical scans section today. It is one of the more interesting days on the technical scans, I have to tell you. So much so, I have put it at the top of the newsletter. There are sell signals on almost every ETF to do with the A. ASX 200 and the ASX 300 and the All Ordinaries. But have a look at the scans. These are short term, right? So short term sell signals on A200, which we hold in the strategy portfolio. It's the one of the most commonly used ETFs to get an exposure to the ASX 200 in general. So sell signal on that on gear, which is the ETF geared to the ASX 200 and on all the other big ones that everybody trade, not trades, everybody invests in to get an ASX exposure, STW, VAS, IOZ, VAP, you name it. Almost everything to do with the Australian market has got a sell signal on it. And have a look in the technical scan section at the charts of BBOS and BEAR. BBOS is the ETF that's geared to the Australian market going down. So when the Australian market going goes down, this goes up. And BEAR as well. BEAR provides an exposure to the Australian market market going down as well. And they are on their year lows and here they are suddenly with buy signals. So the message today is pretty obvious. Short term, the market is topping out. And you'll see that most obviously in the technical scan section. Notably, if you have a look at that section, I've started to list all the codes of stocks that are oversold, overbought, buy signals, sell signals, but I'm putting them in market cap order. So just look at the first, if you're an investor, you can just look at the big ones. The big ones are at the top of the list or the first ones in the list and then they get smaller and smaller. But I've put in all the codes because you get a feel, you get a visual of how many overbought versus oversold, how many buy signals versus sell signals. And that gives you a vibe as though the number of stocks grows and shrinks gives you a vibe of what the market's doing. And the vibe is pretty obvious at the moment. There are a 
a handful of buy signals only and a host of sell signals, including all those market ETFs. And Wes Farmers, Woolworths, Coles, Wise Tech, some gold stocks, Treasury Wine Estates, a bunch of REITs as well. And retailers, read some retailers, JB Hi-Fi, BRG, SUL, lots of retailers with sell signals as well. So the message is pretty clear. The market's got a little bit upset about the recent hawkishness from the Fed, and they weren't that hawkish, but particularly from the RBA, and things are coming off the top. And also this Google AI issue, Google was down again overnight, almost 5%. That's another 50 billion knocked off the market cap after this AI failure as Bard got a question wrong. Bard's their AI engine. And as I ranted about yesterday, of course, AI is only going to be as smart as the people or the database it slaves off. And if the database it slaves off is the internet, then I'm sorry, but it's not a lot of fact on the internet or trustable fact on the internet. And as I say, if if they, you were to ask an AI engine who's Marcus Padley, they'd probably use my wiki page, which has got a lot of out-of-date marketing guff I wrote 20 years ago. So AI's limitations becoming very apparent. I'm sure Google wished they'd never heard of AI this week. But having said that, and here's a little lesson for you, it's knocked over 10% off Google's market cap. Google has a market cap of 1.27 trillion. So Bard answering one question wrong is knocked 150 billion. Sorry, did I say 1.27 trillion? It's market cap's 1.27 trillion. Answering one question wrong has cost shareholders 150 billion of lost market cap. Making money is about spotting the sentimental lows and highs and taking advantage of them. Making money is about thinking for yourself, not joining the crowd, but watching the crowd. And the crowd is currently obsessed with the failure of AI. It's clearly providing a buying opportunity. And that's what I'd be looking to do in Google rather than joining the massive criticism and selling the stock. Share prices are not fact in the short term. They are sentimental and sentiment is reaching an extreme on Google. Just a little trading lesson there. To combat all this or to recognize that the market's topping out short term, I really did think in the ideas portfolio of selling everything and buying BBOS and Bear. I could probably buy SNAS short NASDAQ as well and BBUS, which is the US bear ETF as well. I thought about selling everything and trying to take advantage of a short-term sell-off in the market, but I didn't in the end. But I have sold GGUS, which we hold, which is geared to the market going up in the US, the S&P 500. Out of the ideas portfolio, I'm basically thinning it out. So I've sold Seek, Gus, GGUS, and Aristocrat Leisure, ALL, all of which on the charts look like a sell. I've held the ones that haven't performed very well, which is typical human weakness, isn't it? But I haven't sold Domino's, SFR, 29M. My colleague, Will Bird, suggested, who's an experienced stock market man, and our new CEO, he suggested we impose a set 15% stop loss on all stocks in the ideas portfolio. 
I haven't done it, but it, it does make some sense, I suppose. We're down 16.1% on 29 metals. I'm sure at some point it will have its day, but perhaps I do need a stop loss mechanism. Anyway, at the moment, it doesn't look like a sell because it's already oversold. So holding the rest of them, Harvey Norman as well looks a bit oversold. We're down 5.9% on that. So I've got to sold everything, but I've, I've been forced to hold Macquarie. I, Macquarie is one of those stock market stocks, the first stock you'd sell if you got negative on the market. I've only got negative on the market out of observation of the short-term trend, so it's not a major thing. So you wouldn't be selling Macquarie if you were an investor or optimistic about the market for this year, which I still am, or hopeful. Can't really be optimistic. Hopeful, I should have sold uh, Macquarie, but because I wrote that enormous Livewire article about what a fabulous stock it was yesterday, I didn't feel I could sell it. I probably should, because I think as members, you probably understand there's short-term and there's long-term. The article was long-term. The ideas portfolio is a bit shorter term. I probably should have sold Macquarie this morning, but I haven't anyway. But just taking the top off, stocks look like, which look a bit overbought, look like they're peaking and, and selling GGUS in the ideas portfolio. So you get what's going on. We are just recognizing that the herd, that the stampede is over and the herd is just starting to quietly graze, in which case a few things are looking overbought. I've got an interesting chart of the S&P 500 in the technical scan section today. I've drawn on a new line on it, which is the uptrend support line. If the S&P 500 fell to the uptrend support line, we could lose 5% maybe from here. Sort of looks like we could do that without really disturbing an investor. Have a look at that chart. NASDAQ also coming off the top. So selling Aristocrat Leisure, selling Seek, selling GGUS, and some interesting technical scans in there showing buy signals on the Bear ETFs, Bear and BBOS. I've also included for your educational consumption a scan called Bollinger Band Buys. At least that's what the person who built the scan called it on my software, Bollinger Band Buys, which is stocks that have dropped so savagely in the short term They've dropped below their bottom Bollinger Band, which basically means they've dropped more than one standard deviation from the regression line. Have I lost you yet? And on that basis, through the soft-brained assumption of mean reversion, they should bounce. I think the scan should be called, excuse my French, shit stocks in the short term. Anyway, I have listed the Bollinger Band buys at the moment, which are stocks that are heavily sold down. Sonic Healthcare, Helios, Data, Elders. John Ling Group, bunch of others as well, Nick Scarly, Adairs, Playside, Dubber. Anyway, the list is in there. In the strategy portfolio, no changes today. I'm quite enjoying my constant evolution of bullet point themes. It isn't spelt wrong today. If you don't get it, you're too young. Anyway, in the bullets today, VIX volatility index creeping up. That's always a sign of a market getting a bit more fearful, isn't it? Otherwise, nothing much to report on strategy at the moment. Now, for your educational consumption today, I have also put in an article entitled, Have You Got the Right Personality to be Looking After Your Own Money? There was a book I read a while back. Remember Colin Nicholson? He's not really active in our market anymore, but Australian investor used to run a very sensible portfolio and let people have a look at what he was doing. He wrote a book called The Psychology of Investing, which I have to say wasn't really his own theories. He was regurgitating someone else's theories on the psychology of investing, but it was a great summary. And he broke the psychological or personality traits of investors down 
down into generalizations, which is what you have to do when you're assessing personality. You have to generalize, and the, the whole thing's gray, isn't it, from one extreme to the other. But he broke. He, you have to generalize. So he broke down investors into three temperaments with two opposites in each. So it was unpleasant or pleasant. Are you unpleasant or pleasant? Are you arousable or unarousable? Are you submissive or are you dominant? So there are three types. And within that, there are eight combinations of those three, which he described. So you could be unpleasant and submissive, or you could be unarousable and pleasant. And you end up with eight combinations, which are, and these are definitions of investors, you're either exuberant, dependent, relaxed, docile, hostile, anxious, disdainful, or bored. Or is that boring? And it turns out that the best personality for a, an investor is relaxed which is a combination of pleasant, unarousable, and dominant. Or docile is good too, pleasant, unarousable, and submissive. So those are the most suited to successful investment. And the other conclusion on the other end of the scale is that investment is not for unpleasant, arousable people. There you go. Unpleasant people are people who have low expectations of their interactions with the world and who expect to be dissatisfied by life, people, and therefore by their investments. They're very easy easy to spot. They are pessimists, generally unpleasant, negative, complaining, critical, and judgmental. Does that sound like you? Does that sound like anyone you know? Does that sound like your partner who is currently sitting in the study with the door shut, buggering up your retirement? Anyway, a good article to have a read and assess yourself and your suitability to looking after your own money, or without them knowing, to assess the person who is looking after your money. Turns out that the wolf of Wall Street style Bud Fox type A broker displays all the wrong personality traits for successful investment because they're aggressive, unpleasant, and as the desiderata says, if you don't know what desiderata is, Google it or ask an artificial intelligence. And they will tell you part of the desiderata is beware loud and aggressive people. They are vexatious to the spirit. I've always known that anyway. Turns out loud and aggressive people are also vexatious to your bank balance. Anyway, have a read of that art. Interesting stuff. Self-assessment. Bit of education. Right, in Henry's take, he has lessons from Casino Royale. James Bond, obviously. A bit of Monty Python. The ingredients for a Vesper Martini. And links to his very good On The Couch podcast. We've had some great emails about that. And he is on Ausbiz today, on The Call on Ausbiz, talking about 10 stocks which he's listed in his section. Right, that's about it. As I leave you, market's still down 49. Dow futures are up 8. NASDAQ futures are down 1. In other words, nothing happening in the US. Defensive sectors doing best. Staples, healthcare, REITs, banks, and tech, gold, and telecoms doing the worst. Resources in the middle. REA down 3% on their results today. Didn't impress anybody. Coal stocks are falling over today. There was a huge line of Whitehaven coal crossed by JP Morgan yesterday, I think. And that seems to have killed the golden, or is that golden goose? Whitehaven down 4%. New Hope or No Hope Coal, as
as Henry calls it. It was not no hope last year, Henry. New hope down 7% today. So coal stocks getting in the neck. Imogene up on a patent approval. GPT CEO going to retire. UBS calls the REA results solid. BWX shaking up their board. News Corp cutting one in 20 jobs. And have a look in the strategy piece though. Got a chart of Bitcoin as the tide goes out. The turds appear. Market turning down. Bitcoin turns the top. It was a nice rally whilst it lasted. That's about it. Really shabby end to the week. You get the message. Market running out of steam. No biggie. Just a bit of mean reversion. You have a fabulous day. I'll be back with the weekend email tomorrow. Oh, and whilst I'm here, we've had a couple of emails from members. Uh, One in particular got me, which was a lovely lady who said, I am 73, I think she was, and that the newsletter she'd signed up because somebody had uh, said, what a fabulous newsletter we've got. And she'd signed up and, and she said, everything's just over my head. I need to know the basics and talking about ATRs and RSIs just goes over her head. Uh, she's on a much, wouldn't call it a lower level, but a or needs help at an earlier level than that. So I'm going to start answering some more or including some more basic stuff in response to basic questions. If you have basic questions, email me on marcus at marcustoday.com.au. Anything you've got to do with investment, don't write me 700 words. I haven't got time to read it. Basic one-line questions like, how do I find a good financial planner or something like that? And I will do my best, if I'm not overwhelmed, to do some educational pieces at a explaining level rather than a stock picking level. It seems the newsletter is far too involved in what to buy and sell rather than how do I do this. So just going to bring it down a level if I can. If you've got any simple questions for me, you will find if you are asking them, you'll probably find there are a thousand members who have got the same question you haven't bothered to ask. So let's throw it out there. Marcus at marcustoday.com.au and I will see what I can do. If I get overwhelmed, apologies if I don't reply. And that's about that. I'd better get on with preparing for tomorrow. I'll be back. I take Mondays off now because I work on Saturday. So I'll be back on Tuesday. The team will be back on Monday and I'll be back tomorrow with a weekend email. Have a good day. (laughs) 